Okay, this is kind of a Greetings Alpha Seeker edition of Nugent News Network. <clears throat> and uh, inspired by me watching CNBC, so you don't have to. Where are we here? I uh, used my... One tip I've got for you is if you need to take notes on stuff, or particularly if you want to capture some video or audio in text, use the uh, the, the recording uh, utility in Word. <clears throat> it's not perfect, but it's not bad. So today, the... Uh, the episode that I was prompted to uh, hop on about was about forward price earnings multiples. So the market had been a train wreck this week. Although, if you look at it over the course of the week, it's not as bad. But it, it spiked up after the Fed announced the 50, rating, uh, 50, 50 point basis point uh, rate increase to the Fed funds rate. And the 10-year hopped up to like a 3% yield. <clears throat> so that's the magic 3% number that I remember my friend Tom Kelly was always looking for to retire on. So now you've got the S&P at about 4,000. Uh, the NASDAQ is down to 12,000. And the Dow's at 32,000. So today, things are down about a percent across the board. Well, NASDAQ's down another 2%. And who knows what the close brings. When it's this volatile, you see a lot. It's a fast market. So you're going to see a lot of action in the first half hour and the last half hour when the machines kick in. And people particularly are going to want to close out their uh, weekend here and, and go into the weekend with no risk on. <clears throat> All the bias is to the downside right now, though. And the question is, where do you hit bottom? Well, one way to look at it is the uh, forward price earnings multiple. Now, what does that mean? You hear a lot about P.E., right? Now, there's two ways to calculate the price earnings ratio. So you take the earnings per share and you divide it by the price. It's that simple. So if XYZ stock is trading at uh, $20 a share and the earnings are a dollar a share, <clears throat> then the price-earnings ratio is just very simply 1 divided by 20. Um, and it, 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 that would be a 20 PE, right? So typically the market runs between, say, 15 and, and 20 at the high. That's the range for the overall market uh, now, NASDAQ traditionally has been much higher because those st those stocks are deliberately trying not to generate any earnings. They pour everything back into the business. The classic example is Amazon. I mean, Amazon has been only marginally profitable ever since it started, <clears throat> if at all. Mostly it's been a money loser. And they're making most of their money on their Amazon Web Services, which is like a cloud computing service because the markup on that's like you know it's practically free 100% to the bottom line once you get the infrastructure they've got their own infrastructure and staff so they're just adding other companies onto their servers they've got 
So you go out and buy some cheap servers and boom. It's all pure profit. But that's a small part of their business. The rest of their business has very low margin. <clears throat> it takes away, you know, Bezos always used to say, your margin's my opportunity. But if he vaporizes the margins, then he's not making any money either. So you wonder what's the point. But the point seems to be, uh, first of all, you're selling the future that he can eventually raise his prices. And now maybe the time with inflation. And the other thing is that they're going to develop derivatives like Amazon Web Services that are much more profitable. And that has been the case. Now, um, the for the NASDAQ 100, the, the forward-looking price uh, P-E ratio, price to act, uh, earnings, is about 22 times. So again, there's two ways of calculating this. You can do it on trailing earnings, which are actual prints, like this is earnings seasons. So you can say, okay, this if these guys do what they did in the first quarter for the whole year, then it's going to be a 20 multiple based on actual trailing earnings, what's been done in the past. That's not an estimate, okay? That's a fact, at least, you know, if you got adjusted uh, EBITDA, which is earnings before interest, tax, depreciation, and amortization, then, <clears throat> you know, if they adjust it for a lot of things like they owe people stock options that need to be fulfilled, you can play a lot of games with that number, but still, you know, it's a real number. It's a printed number, okay? It's like anything else. Don't believe entirely what you read. But the forward earnings are even less reliable, right? Because those are analyst projections. So the whole NASDAQ 100, which is all the big tech companies like Amazon and Meta and everything else, uh, is trading about 22 times forward earnings now. At, uh, at the high in the post-pandemic period, uh, when you still, the digital companies were getting a high multiple because everybody was staying home, right? So there was all e-commerce and everything else. And they spent a lot of time on Facebook and LinkedIn and all that, so selling a lot of ads. So you could say to yourself, okay, and here's where I weigh in with my with my trading idea. <clears throat> you could sell that NASDAQ QQQ. Uh, you could sell calls at the 31 times forward earnings level or as low as you want to go. And if it's at 22 now, you figure if it bounces back, you will, uh, you know, if you're selling it at that 31 times forward earnings, you'll be in pretty good shape. QQQ is an easy trade, very liquid market. So you could sell calls on that, sell call spreads, uh, or sell covered calls, which is a real easy trade. Covered calls meaning you buy the underlying and then sell calls against it. So you're protected on your upside, but you're limited on your upside. The most you're going to make is the premium you sold the call option for. And again, a call gives you the right but not the obligation to buy the stock at a certain price, which in this case would be a 31 multiple, at a certain date. So what I'm thinking is, <clears throat> you know, it's a function of time. I always want time to be on my side. We sell an option, time's on your side. So now they've got daily options, they've got weekly options, they've got monthly options, quarterly options. So you could sell, the closer you get, the better it looks. It's like the old Clairol commercial, right? The closer you get in time, 
like the odds that the NASDAQ 100 is going to go from 22 times earnings to 23 times earnings by the end of the day are just approximately zero. If you give it a month, the odds are higher. <clears throat> so the more time you have for the trade, the more likely it is that the stock is going to recover from 22 to 25 or whatever level you're selling against. So what you could do is 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 sell covered calls on a daily basis at like, you know, 1x, 1pe integer above where it's at now. So if it's 22 now, I could sell 23s on Monday or Tuesday. I'd rather do this, see where the market settles on Monday, and then buy some QQQs and sell the options at 23, the dailies. That's going to decay like, you know, an ice cube in the desert in terms of time value. So you'll pocket the money probably every day if you do that. And eventually you're going to have it bounce back. But if you stick daily, you probably have pretty good odds. Now it'll work until it doesn't. The other strategy you could use is to do the weeklies. And then you've got five days to bite your nails. And maybe allow yourself a little more cushion. If it's 22 forward PE, you could sell it at 24, 25. And with a monthly, I'd probably get closer to tight high 20s or even that 31. I'm going to have to wait longer. I'm not going to make as much money because I'm so far out of the money, but a time value will be in there. So you're basically hoping that things stay bad when you do this trade. But the uh, the VIX is up to like 31. So what that means is that the higher the VIX is, the more premium you're getting paid uh, when you sell an option. And it works on both ends of the range uh, for reasons which I won't necessarily get into too deeply. But, you know, the scarier the market gets, the more people are willing to pay for their puts, their insurance. And since you can take, you can construct a virtual put with calls. Okay, I won't go into the details of that, which I barely understand. That's one for the option thinker, Dan Keegan. But, uh... <clears throat> So the volatility skew for puts, which means the price of puts get higher when the fear index gets higher, uh, that also factors into call pricing, even though it's the opposite bet in a sense. Selling a call is a bearish bet, but you know a typical call, if you bought a call, it's a, it's a bullish bet. So you can benefit from the premium uh, increase even on the upside, by selling your call. I hope I have that straight. Dan, if you're listening, let me know if I got that right. So then the other strategy you could take, there's certain stocks that have enormous forward PEs, like Datadog, which you probably never heard of, 308 time, 318 times forward price-to-earnings ratio. Now, you could buy puts on that and hope that there's going to be a multiple compression there. Multiple compression, meaning it goes from 308 PE to 22, which is where everything else is. And that's a disaster for the stock, obviously. Or you can sell calls at like 325 uh, forward PE. Because you figure it ain't going to go any higher. Uh, <clears throat> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, 318. Datadog. Datadog is at actually 157 CrowdStrike, 149 Mercado Libre. 134, Amazon 120. So you could sell 
you can sell calls on Amazon or covered calls at least. And uh, I don't think Amazon's going to drop too much, but I don't think it's going to pop too much either until the Fed ratchets back on rate increases, which I don't expect to happen, certainly until the next meeting. They're not surprise rate increasers. So anyway, um, that's the trading thought of the day. Am I going to do this in Nugent Ventures? Probably not, because we're trying to stick to the biotech thesis, but... You know, what I might do is take what we've got capital-wise and try to, you know, increase it by selling those calls and go from there. So that's the latest to the investor base on Nugent Ventures. If anybody else wants to pop in here, this would be a great time to do it. I'm trying to raise about $15,000 right now. So uh, $15,20. So we do have some good seats available in the Nugent Ventures side, and I'm going to start doing the trading myself here pretty soon. I've already started researching some trades. So uh, if anybody else wants to get into that, let me know. Uh, 708-334-8414. And today, I guess we're sponsored by Nugent Ventures. Um, You know, we're trying to make big money out of little money using leverage. Give me a lever and I can, a big enough lever and I can move the world. Whoever said that. That's what we're trying to do with options because options are all about leverage, you know. So anyway, that's it for today. Live long, prosper. And if you want to prosper more, give me a call and try to help you out with some levered options. Bye-bye.